Hello, brothers and sisters. It is so good to be with you and talk to you. This is a happy new year. If you are listening to this when it comes out, it has just rolled over 2024, and I'm so excited about the new year. Uh, I really do. Uh, you know, ever since I've uh, been alive, I've been excited about what the new year brings. It's almost like we get to get a mental reset. But as we're looking at the new year, I want to share something that I try to do each year. And I started doing this probably about 15 years ago, and it's been very effective for me. And I want to talk to you about vision a little bit. I want to talk to you about vision and and, and personal vision. If you're in ministry, I encourage you to have a ministry vision. If you're on a ministry team and you're a leader, I hope you have a a vision for your team uh, and that you can be thinking about and processing and uh, at least get something down. But as I was thinking about this, I ministered on this in New Year's Eve uh, to a little service we had there, but I want to go a little deeper than I even did then. In Habakkuk chapter 2, it says uh, when Habakkuk is is writing this, uh, their country's in array. There's a lot of war going on. There's a lot of uh, poverty. There's a lot of uh, difficulty. And when he's writing this, He's talking to God, and then God turn around and, and speaks back to him. And I think that's very important as we pray and as we talk to God. We should be expecting him to talk back to us. And so Habakkuk, his name meant to embrace. And so I want you to think about embracing this new year, or even if this season your life you're in, if it's not the new year, if you're li- listening to this later, maybe you can find some principles in here that you can even, I've written uh, mid-year visions, and, and I've, I've had to do some resets depending on where was that in my life and maybe where I was at in my, in my job or where I was at in, in, in the church and where the church was at. So, but here's what Habakkuk said in Habakkuk chapter two. It says, I will take my stand at my watch posts and I will station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. So there's this expectation that God's going to be speaking. And let me say this about that. God is speaking all the time. God is continually speaking. The Bible says, even the heavens declare the work of his hands. So God is speaking all the time. But are we listening? Are we hearing? And some people mistaken his voice for their conscience, and that's a whole nother um, podcast to do. But God is speaking all the time. And Habakkuk saying to him, look, I, I will look. And he said, I will sit on my watchtower. I'll look above where I am today. I'll, I'll get to, to my watching post, if you will. And I'll get to the top of that tower, those city gates. They had towers that would outlook. And he said, and, and I will see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And so he, he's expecting this to happen. And, and, and immediately, the next verse, I don't know how long he was there. I don't know how long he waited, but he was waiting, he was anticipating. And, and here's what he said. God said to him, write the vision. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. And I think it's interesting when we talk about vision. Uh, we know Proverbs chapter 29, 18 says, where there's no vision, the people perish. And one version says, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. And casting off restraints means they go into sin or they perish, which means they their, their spiritual life dies. And we should have a vision of somewhere we're going or somewhere we want to be or somewhere God's leading us to, somewhere God is speaking to us. And But we need to be able to write it down. And I'd done this years ago in the first time. It was amazing uh, all the things that God brought forth. I'd wrote down four things on a piece of paper. And at the end of about six years, God had done every single one of the things. And these visions, and a vision, there's nothing wrong with wanting things. There's nothing wrong with uh, 
uh, wanting something to change or, you know, want to be able to go into the gym and, and be able to work out. But those are really things you can do. I mean, if you really set your mind to it, you can go into the gym. You might not only make it two weeks, but you can go to the gym. But a vision is something that it takes God's strength that you, you really are going to, it's going to take a lot of faith and it's going to take a lot of God to get you there. And he says, make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. This is God talking to Habakkuk. And so when I talk about my vision or a, a vision for a year, a vision for a place in my life or a vision for a ministry team that I'm on, when I think about that, I want to be able to write it down. I want to be able to tell people that I want to be able to hand people that this is what my vision is. And so for the church this year, I had uh, the same thing that I've done for years. As I said, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to be able to train this many leaders. We want to be able to start this many new small groups, which result in this result. And that, that is a vision that's plain. Now it doesn't mean you're going to get there, but it's a pretty big uh, ask of some of the things I ask uh, to be able to do it because I've really been trying to do a lot of that uh, here in the last couple of years. But, you know, it hasn't happened or, or met the, the number I wanted. We've been happy with what we've done. But, you know, I believe that God always wants to help us reach more people and do more things. And in your personal life, this may mean, look, that I'm going to write down, I'm going to pay off $500 for the debt every single month, whatever it is, so you can have that freedom. And But the bottom line is, is people get frustrated. People get very, um, they have a hard time to get restless because they don't really have vision for God doing anything big. And some of you, if you said pay off $100 in debt, it might be a miracle to get that done because you're going $100 in, in, you know, in the hole. But there ought to be some vision. And within this vision, I always think of the heart of God, reaching people, discipling people, empowering people, uh, you know, making disciples. I, I want to think along those lines because then I know I can ask according to his will. If we ask according to his will, then it'll be done. But so for these visions, uh, the, the first list I ever wrote, I'll never forget. I'd ask for a first certain individual to be saved. And within uh, six or eight months, that person walked in the church and was saved and was gloriously saved. And we were so excited. Uh, another one was uh, my granddad at that time. He was a, uh, um, oh, he was up in years. He's 70 years old probably. And uh, for him to be saved, and, and he ended up later getting cancer. And down toward the end of his life, I was able to lead him to the Lord. So those are, those are some pretty big asks. I mean, my grandpa denied the faith uh, talking to me three different times, you know, got upset with me. But God did it. God brought it through. God brought his salvation through. And there was also some financial things on my plan that needed to happen. Uh, we were raising a lot of kids at that time, had a lot of kids in the home, had a lot of insurance payments, had a lot of car, you know, had car payments, had house payments like everybody else. And we just could not see how we could get some relief. And God met that need through, through time. It wasn't immediately, but it was through time. And so, but when you write it down, so write it down. So for instance, I want to pay off a hundred dollars worth of debt. You can write that down. I want to see so-and-so saved, write that down. I want to see, uh, to where I don't have to work six 60 hours a week overtime to be able to make a living, then write that down. You know, I want to be able to spend, because why? Because you want to spend more time with your family. You want to spend more time doing ministry. Or if you're on a ministry team that you'd write it down and say, look, we want to, for instance, if you're in a homeless ministry, we want to feed 700 people in one year. You know, what is it? If you did 700 last year, that's probably not a real big vision. Or if you, if you feel like you're on a ministry team and, you know, you want to be able to uh, impact your community, we want to be able to see five souls saved, ten souls saved. We want to be able to help people pay their debt, you know, time ten people. Whatever your thing is, write it down on paper. And when you write it down, this this a lot of times when he says, go to my watchtower, he had already, Habakkuk had had things on his heart he was upset with. 
He was upset with them, and, and he was not happy where he was. He was not happy where this nation was. They're in a very difficult place. He didn't have to go, well, let me see. I need it. He had some things on his heart that he wanted to see change. That's the book of Habakkuk. You know, he's saying the next, that same chapter, Woe to the Chaldeans is the title in the top of that in chapter two, in the second half of it. So he's already thinking some things. And, and remember that about vision. You've already got things on your heart. You've already got things in your mind. You want to see you so yearn the thing that makes you hunger and thirst and makes you want to get up early and stay up late. What are those things? But it's one thing to have them in your mind, and it's another thing to have them on paper. And that's what he did. He wrote it so he who runs can read it so it's in big letters so he can understand it. We took our vision and we put it on the side of the refrigerator, the first one I ever did. And uh, the one that we did for our ministry team, I t- we took in the meeting. I wrote it on, on top of the dry erase board. And, and then it says, verse 3, and this is God still talking to back. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. And, and in other words, it, it's not. It, it's going to come to pass. Don't worry. Once you write it down, you pray, you seek God, you talk to God. But, but trust that it's going to happen. If it seems slow, wait for it. In other words, God's telling the back, look, don't, don't get in a hurry. You know, sometimes I say this all the time about uh, my children, and then, of course, when my grandchildren are older, I'll even say it is, is God, I want them to be right with you. I want to be doing ministry. I want them to do it. But you know what, God? If it happens by the end of my life, I'll be happy. And if it happens, as long as it happens by the end of their life, then I'll be happy. I want it to happen now. I pray for it to happen now. But I can't make these things happen. But wait for it, he says, and it will surely come. It will not delay. And I got to thinking about that. It won't delay. Doesn't it seem like sometimes when we're waiting on God to do something, it takes hours and hours and days and weeks and years. And I mean, it's almost like watching grass grow. But remember, it won't delay because I got to thinking, you know, a thousand years is one day and one day is a thousand years unto God, the scripture says. You know, in our time, we are we are so time oriented. You know, when do we wake up? When do we go to bed? How long are we going to work? How long are we going to work out? Whatever we do. But God steps inside and outside of time, and it'll happen in God's time. Now, if we're praying and we're seeking God, we're getting ready to go into a time of 21 days days of prayer and fasting at the church. I'm going to have some things. I already have them written down in my wallet, on a card, things I'm going to pray about and fast about and fast for. That means push the plate away. I mean, these aren't something that I'm, I'm not just sitting around waiting, twiddling my thumbs, but I'm, I'm in faith trusting that God's going to bring these things to pass. And it says, behold, his soul is puffed up, is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by faith. This is the, some of the things, if you think about Martin Luther, that, that's the one thing in Romans is a parallel to this scripture. He says, the just shall live by faith. What is faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So this faith, there's an evidence. We, we have evidence. Jesus went to the cross, and he died, and he proved that he loved us. And faith in his righteousness and his will will come about. That's faith. Faith is substance. So the just shall live by faith. And so this is, this is God explaining to him. He says, look, you're going to have to write it down, and then you're going to have to wait for it. It won't delay. It may seem like it's long in your time, but it will come. And, you know, sometimes we've prayed for people, and they've been sick, or they're going through trouble in their marriage, and I just begin to thank God in advance. I say, thank you, God, for answering this prayer. And thousands of times, I said, thank you, Lord, for even this week bringing something about to encourage us that this is going to come about. Or thank you, God, for bringing this prayer request about that maybe healing may even come. 
before the week ends. And I pray that way. And if it don't come, I keep praying that way. I pray with substance. I pray that there is hope. There is evidence that God wants to bring about. It's like God is our, God is the perfect spiritual father. He wants us to beg him. He wants us to ask him, you know, you're never a bother to him. You know, you're, you're going to ring the bell of heaven. Prayer is the, is, is the person that grabs a hold of the rope that rings the bell of heaven and that he rings it continually again and again and again and again. And we're, but, but in the meantime, in our spirit, we know that we don't, it's not about how, how that we have to pray 10,000 times a day, but it, the Bible does say pray without ceasing. That's a whole nother message, but that we are to pray and then we're to trust, and we're to say, God, we want it to happen in your will. If I can't reach my family, the ones I wrote down on that paper, then God, you send somebody into their life. You, you know, so take your position, write the vision down, make it plain so the who runs can read it, and then wait for it. And then, you know, Philippians uh, four sixty five or if, uh, Philippians four fifteen says, "Be not anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication." You know. Philippians 4, 5, and then 6, you know, it, it be, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, but by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding, you know, we got, we got to be able to, don't be anxious about these things. Don't be scared about these things. And by the way, don't be afraid to be bold about these things. Man, some things that we are on our heart that we want to see done and we want to see our kids prosper and we want to see the, our families get back together and grow back together and relationships be restored. You know, we can only do so much, but, you know, God's working in the hearts of those people. So we need to be able to make this just as plain and, and as straight as we can. And by the way, if you look at your vision, you say, oh, well, I could do that. Then that's not vision. That's just something you need to put in an action plan. You need to write one, two, three, four. And when am I going to start it? So in other words, if it's just an action plan, I say, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to lose weight for the year. Not saying that's my plan. We'll still be praying about that. But just say, that's what I want to do. I want to lose weight. What do I need to do? Well, I need to count calories. I need exercise. So I'm going to start counting calories on this date. I'm going to start exercising on this date. And this is how often I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it is. That's an action plan. That doesn't take vision. Now, if you've tried and tried and tried and tried, you need to go and pray for wisdom. As James says in James chapter one, let him, anybody lack wisdom, let him ask and it'll be given to him. You may need to pray for wisdom because you've tried and tried and tried and can't do it. But that's really not a vision. And by the way, I'm not saying you can't put your weight loss stuff on there, but I, I, I really do encourage you to let it be a God-sized dream. Man, I don't care what kind of team you're serving on in your church. I hope you're serving in your church. If you're greeting at the front door, say, I want to be able to remember six names this week or six names this month or whatever it is. And, or maybe maybe if you're, you know, you're just into the faith and, and you need to be discipled, say, I want to be able to find someone to disciple me. I want to find someone to be able to help me. If you don't know how to get vision and this doesn't make any sense to you, then, then pray that God would send someone into your life that they could speak into your life, a mentor. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of guys lately about mentor relationships. And I had a men mentor group last year with uh, five of us that we'd sit down every month and have that relationship. And, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with getting a coach or a pastor, someone in your corner to say, hey, look, I'm struggling with these things. And, and, and by the way, I don't really have vision. If you're discouraged, if you're really depressed and or you're, you're really frustrated, the, the high, there's a high probability you've lost your vision. 
You may say, well, I want to see people saved. Well, I want to see people discipled. That's fine, but put a number on that. Put a name on that. How are you going to do that? Make it plain, you know, to where he who runs can read it, you know. I want to read a book a month. If I want to be a better leader, how do I want to be a better leader? What's it mean to be a better? That's vision. Being a better leader is a vague statement, but a vision says, I want to be a better leader, so I want to be able to lead 12 people this year. Or by the way, some of us, maybe it's, I just want to lead one person this year. Or maybe it's, I want to start leading my family correctly. And what's that look like? where I can make them disciples and you, and you write that down and put it on paper. And, and, you know, it may, it, it may start off broad, you know, just get you a piece of paper, get you a pen and just start doodling. These are the things on my heart. These are the things that are in my mind and then start prioritizing, start number one, two, three, four. And then, and then when you got that down, mark all the rest out, get you another piece of paper, erase it, whatever you want to do. And then start with that and then pray about it. Like the thing that I did, um, I kind of I talked with a, with a couple guys about the vision and kind of got it together, kind of what was on my heart and and for this year and and for the church and and then I, after I did that, I prayed about it, and I, you know, and I looked at it and I thought, is that right? Does that feel right? Is that is that God's heart in this? Is this you know is this just something that that I can do or is this is this should I be asking God for more and and uh, and then I also have some personal things in my personal uh, life as far as death that I want to do. Those things are also. Uh, that, that I want done, but I, but I really tried that on, you know, kind of, kind of sense it and then wake up the next day. Does it, does you pray about it? Does it still feel the same? Does this still seem right? I mean, you do, there's no rush to get this done and God will be speaking to you through this process. So, but I encourage you so much. One of the things I've been really kind of weak at in my life is just to write things down. I just kind of keep them all in my head, kind of keep them all in my heart. Well, what happens is when you write it down and you process it, and I even like to outline it. So I'll put a number one and then a big A and then a little A. That's just how my mind thinks. Like I write sermons. So I write those things down in that order. And then I put my action steps in the little A and the little B and the little C you know, to be able to do some things. You know, what's that going to be like? And then I pray about that. And then all of a sudden, I say, that seems right. You know, I get the peace of, look for the peace of God when you're talking about vision and look for something that inspires you. That whenever you write it down, you say, man, when God does this, that's going to result in great joy. And my faith is going to be growing. That's what God wants you to do as your, as your, as your father. He wants you to trust him and he wants your faith to be grown up. He wants our faith to grow up inside of us and, and believe for things that are bigger, believe things past where that's what Habakkuk did when he went to the top of the watch post, you know, he was looking out over the city, over the town, out into the field. And, you know, we get stuck so much in just trying to maintain where we are today, you know, just going to get the bills paid this week, man, let's get to a place to where we can pay the bills this week and also do something for God and also bless other people. Let's get our vision. And it may seem like, oh my goodness, preacher, that is so far out. I could never do it. That's the point. But God can do it. And when you look at that every day or every week, at least every week, you look at that vision and you pray about it and you'll start to see God doing things and your faith will grow and you'll start to see God do some things. It'll encourage you. And all of a sudden, 
You're not going to be perishing and your soul is not going to be dying with inside of you. And, and all of a sudden you're going to say, you know what? There's some spiritual disciplines that, that I'm doing that I can use in my life. And I'm not going to cast off restraint. I'm not just going to give up. I'm not going to throw my hands in the air. The only way I'm going to give up is I'm going to give up for Jesus. I'm going to surrender to the call of God. And I encourage you, if you haven't done that, surrender to the call of God. Ask God to help you. Holy jump in with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. I encourage you to write your vision down and trust God for it. Friends, I'm telling you, God wants to exceedingly abundantly bless you above all that you ask or think according to the power that works in you. We've got to come along beside God and do some things for Jesus and write down some things on the, on paper, get vision. And, and man, if you don't have it for a while, get with somebody. I encourage you, don't just go by like a lot of people do and not write anything down, not trusting God for anything. I want to be able to have a plan for whatever I'm in. If I'm in business, I want to be able to have a plan of what we want to do. If I'm in church, I want to be able to plan what we're going to do. I want to be able to write it down. If someone walks up to me and and says, hey, you know what? I doubt this will happen, but if it did happen, someone says, I got $50,000. I got $150,000. What would you do with it? Well, I would do this and I would do this and I would do this. I wouldn't want to have to sit around and think because I'm trusting God. If it, or if God blesses me with the resources, What am I going to do with it in God's kingdom? How am I going to impact our our world, our city, our town? How am I going to be able to do that? How are we going to impact our churches? Whatever church you go to, pray that the vision God would give you to be able to see God do something great in your church. Maybe it's seeing more people saved. Maybe it's praying at the altar with someone for the first time. Maybe it's leading your first person to the Lord. Whatever it is, just talk to God and trust him. Take your position. Write it down. Make it plain so he who runs can read it and then wait for it. But be praying while you're waiting. I hope this message has been good for you for this new year. And if you have any other suggestions, if you would send them in to me, I'd be glad to uh, talk about or put on a podcast, uh, something that you may be on your heart that you could share with me. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.